First Timothy chapter 5, when we're talking about honoring pastors and honors, honoring ministers. And as I was doing this message, I thought, well, I'm really preaching about myself. It's like, okay, I, and it's kind of hard as a minister because it's talking about ministers. Louis, I want you to talk about yourself today. <laughs> and it was, whoa, how are we going to do this? But let's just read the first chapter. I mean, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. I'll read the whole thing and then we'll review it. It says, Let elder, the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. Those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all, that the rest may also, may also fear. Verse 21, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor share in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. Pastor Louis. no longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. For some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment, but those of some men follow later. Likewise, the good works of some are clearly evident, and those who are otherwise cannot be hidden. So here he's talking to pastors, and, and the word for honor is the Greek word teme. Say teme. It's not time as in chronology, but teme uh, means it's a price or value, financial work, worth. So your pastor is saying that if he's teaching the Word of God, and he's doing a good job teaching the Word of God, he's worthy of honor, but double honor. And here it's Honor is the word for a value or finances, and it, and it has to do with really supporting the minister. Now, ministers have needs too. I, I, have, I have a mortgage payment. I, have, I don't have a car payment. I've already, that's already been paid off, but I wish I had my house paid off. That would be, then I could really do all sorts of stuff. Wild things with my money. But no, God is saying, Louis, I want you to depend on me to provide for you. And how does, God, how does God provide? He uses you. He uses the church. We took an offering this morning. I get a portion of that income. Now, what God is saying is that those who are teaching well should receive what he's saying here, a double honor. And what does double honor mean? Well, first of all, respect for ruling well. It's a respect. Pastor Louie or Pastor so-and-so, it's giving an honor, a place, a position that says, yeah, this guy is teaching the Word of God. He's preaching the Word of God. He's helping counseling people and, and bringing people into the uh, growing in the, in the fellowship of Jesus Christ. Give them respect for ruling well. And ruling doesn't have to do with like a king, like whatever I say goes in this church. It doesn't work that way. There's a lot of people that tell me, hey, Pastor Lou, you got it wrong. <laughs> that's not how it goes. You, you're just, you're like one of us, and that's what I want to be. I want to be a saint growing in my spiritual walk, you nurturing me, and, and I need correction too. And Pastor Louie, you know, I, you, know you, could, 
man, your sermons would be a lot better if you did something like this. And I don't mind that. I love it when people are helping me and, and, and giving me guidance because I am a Christian who needs to grow also. And so it's not ruling as a king, but ruling overseeing and, and helping guide the flock. And then double honor means also adequate pay for diligent care for the church. Adequate pay. And especially when we were, my wife and I were raising our four children who were very small, it was like, it was always a struggle. It was always a struggle to raise four small. How many of you are raising small children right now? And, and it's tough times just raising, raising kids. It's a difficult economy and it's a difficult, uh, you know, people don't have jobs like they used to have. And, and a lot of us are trying to find work in different areas of our field that we were trained in and just trying to get anything to put food on the table. But for a pastor in Timothy's time, here Paul is telling Timothy, it's the church, your, your church, Timothy, should be supporting you and adequately so that you can continue to preach the gospel. Now, Paul was a tent maker. And if you look through Scripture in the book of Acts, you find out he was a, uh, a guy who actually built tents. Or the, the stores, the marketplace, they needed, hey, we got a hole in our roof here. Paul, can you make a tent, uh, tent for us so we can keep the sun out and keep the rain out? That was his job. Most of the rabbinical teachers in this time, you weren't just trained in, in, in theology, but you were trained in a skill. For example, um, Gamal and uh, Shemal, those two uh, great Hebrew teachers were, one was a carpenter and one was a, uh, I can't remember the other, but they, they had skills. They had, how many of you are in, trained in like in a plumber or you're trained in carpentry and trained in, we've got a painter over here and some skills you know how to do. I, I know how to do a little bit of painting. I know how to do a little bit of I can't say carpentry. Every time, I don't know what it is about cutting wood, but I always cut it too short. It's like I have to go to Home Depot about six times to get, oh, man, I cut that baseboard too short. I got to go back and get another one. And then I, this happened the other day. I was framing, I, I put up some uh, closet doors in my house, and one of the rooms had sliding doors, wooden, old wooden doors, but I wanted to get those kind of uh, accordion or fold-out type. But I kept cutting it wrong. I kept, I had to go Home Depot three times to get, because I made mistakes in the wood and cutting it. I just, I almost, it was like the, the second time I got back home, I said, this time I'm going to do it right. I looked at everything, the counter, I measured twice and everything, and then I put the wood upside down. And for some reason, I was like, am I going crazy? Is this really what they're talking about when you're having a senile, uh, Senior moment. I, I, I was really saying to myself, this is it. I finally hit it. This is it. This, now I know what they're talking about. I'm one of them. I'm one of you guys. So welcome to the club. Any, you know, what are the benefits? What's that? I'm a gardener. You know, gardening, you can make mistakes. You, know, you kill a plant, you just, no problem, just bury it and just get another one. But, what's that? Oh, a board stretcher? Okay, well, you know, so double honor. Pastors have to pay for their mistakes. You know, you got to pay, help pay the pastor to keep them. In, in, but so that's what those pastors did, those, those rabbis. They, they learned a skill. I keep thinking, if I wasn't in the ministry, if I really did something bad, what would I do? I got kicked out of my church. What could I do? And I, I, I was thinking, well, I like painting. I can, 
as an artist, not, not painting walls, but I, I like, maybe I'll go do seascapes and, you know, wear some hippie clothes and, you know, paint by the seashore and people put money in the hat. And the, I keep thinking, what would I do if I wasn't a pastor? But the Bible, the Bible says adequate pay for diligent care of the church. And that's what Paul is telling the church here in Timothy. Now, that's why he says here, and first, read it with me. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while it treads out the grain, and the labor is worthy of his wages. Paul gives Timothy and the church two 